to another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Lunt. You! Hello, I everyone. I am Jake Trowbridge. How you doing today, Jake? I am fantastic. I just got done making myself a, a big old dinner. Nice. I ate, like, all the, all the animals, all the things. Nice. I had some vegetables, for good measure, too. Well, but I have a gotta make yourself feel a little good. Plump little food baby going on here, and I kind of like it. Nice. Yeah. How you doing? Excellent. It's the middle of the week. Only a couple more days. Yeah, uh, we're recording I'm, this on hump day. Yes. Hump I'm, evening. And I'm evening. very just excited. We're kind of getting, we're on the downward slide here, as they like to say. Uh-huh. So. That's I don't know why at. that was sexual, but it I don't felt know like it. It felt a little uncomfortable, I'm not going <laughs> to lie, but hence the awkward silence. <laughs> Done my job. All right. So, this week we're talking about the AFC South. Continuing our divisional series. Yeah. Uh, but first things first, what are we drinking this week? Oh, my friend. We've got a treat for you. Um, Dustin is not a big sour beer fan. I'm and not. by not a big sour beer fan, I mean almost anti-sour. Not anti. just really haven't found one that I like yet. You're as close to being anti-sour, I think, as you can be without being called that outright. Is that fair to say? That's fair. Okay. It's a fair assessment. So in order to combat a little bit of your woes about this, I went ahead and I got us an Indie Brewing Lucy Session Sour. Now, Session often just relates to the alcohol content. Correct. Not necessarily the flavor of it. Correct. But I have a good feeling about this one. Yeah. I, I think it'll be moderate enough. Minneapolis, Minnesota. So nice little regional yeah. beer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited about this. Looks good. Yep. A little hazy, as you expect pretty, sours to be. Pretty hazy. But you know what? I like no weird shit floating in it. No. Always that a good sign. Always yeah, a can good be risky with sours sometimes. All right. All right. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. Ooh. Ooh. That's actually kind of bitter. That's like a bitter sour. Yeah. It's like a... It gives me a little bit of bitter beer face. It kind of tastes like um like a, a lemon pith. You know, one like I'm you sorry, a lemon what? Pith. Can you spell like that? Rind. Can you use it in a sentence for me? Yes, this tastes like a lemon pith. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, I'm going like to take a lemon, Like it. a lemon rind. Oh, so just say or like rind. Like the zest of a lemon. You Why would that be fancy? Just say rind, man. Well, I'm trying to up the uh, ante in the show here. <laughs> trying to glass like, up this? Yeah. You know. All right. Okay. Because it's a sour beer, so you want to be a right. little bit extra fancy. That's right. Uh, it's, it, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I think I might like this beer less than you do. Yeah, it's actually which not bad. It's, it's not scary. super sour, which is nice. It's hardcore lemon. You are right, though. It's, Could you say that again in the microphone, please? It is hardcore lemon. No, the other part. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you get it once. You get to hear that once. All, All right? right. Fine. Um, yeah, I actually do like this beer. I, I don't know that I would go out and you know drink like a six-pack of them or anything, but yeah. if I happen to see it at a bar on tap or something, I'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. I like that beer. I would, I'll have another one. You know, I'll try it again. Let's use that as our new barometer for this how many out of a six-pack of this would you drink one in one, just in one, one sitting yeah just yeah the one. just one not even like if you went back and forth these no okay no, i think just one all right yeah that's fair i mean i like it but not enough to keep drinking it I mean, it's like curious 
It's like I can't stop drinking it, even though I don't really like it that much. So maybe that's something. Maybe. It's growing on me. All, All right. right. So on to the drunk trade of the week. Drunk trade. One of these days, I'm going to get a drop for that thing. Our drunk trade of the week comes from a bippity boop at, uh, on Reddit there. Love that name. Um, this is pretty great. A bippity boop says, we had the best drunk trade ever in our league. Year before last, guy traded AJ Green straight up for Demarius Thomas because he was hammered. And he thought he was getting A.J. Green, completely forgetting he already had him. Best part, he says, is that he texted our group chat (laughs) bragging about how dumb the other guy was for offering it. Oh, that is amazing. Holy (laughs) shit. I want that stretched out into a feature-length film. That's how much I like that. That is amazing. (laughs) I mean, just the drunk trade itself is just... A terrible drunk trade, just oh, yeah. confusing who you already have on your team oh. when you're the one clicking the name on your team. <laughs> um, but the the group chat bragging about it, about how dumb the guy was. Yeah, that's next when level. When you're really just telling everybody how dumb you actually are. Oh, that's just it's terrific. This fucking guy. Oh. You should, you should fucking, he's going to give me AJ Green? Yeah, I'll take AJ Green. Oh, that Are is just terrific. Times? I love it. Awful. Have you ever done that? Have you ever accidentally confused somebody that was on no. your own team? Okay. Nope. Just checking. You know, I've never... Have a few more of these sours. We'll see if we can make a trade in our dynasty. It take more than a few at uh, 4.2%. Let's just put it that way. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's going to be more bloat than it is... Exactly. Uh, yeah, impact there. Um, so right. that was pretty wonderful. I like that. That was nice. Thank you, a bibbidi boop a bibbidi boop to um, submitting that to us. We thank you. Um, as always, you know, feel free to DM us or, or hit us up on our webpage and drunk message uh, us. Drunk message us, <gasps> and you know, let us know your drunk text or drunk trades. Oh, and well, we don't necessarily want drunk texts. Oh, yes, we do. I, you know, within reason, you know, I suppose. <laughs> if it pertains to fantasy football, let's put it that way. All right, fine. All right, so moving on. Uh, Last year, how did the AFC South do? They did, for the most part, okay, you could say. Yeah, that's the definition of okay. Yes, so uh, we had the Texans at 11-5, and five, the Colts at 10-6, and six, the Titans, surprisingly, 9-7. and seven, and I mean, then, surprisingly, that's where they finish like every year. Yeah. That's who they are. The, yeah. They're never better than that, but that's who they are. And then at the bottom is the Jags at 5-11. and 11. So... We will start with the Indianapolis Colts uh, depth chart. So quarterbacks, we got some guy named Andrew Luck. I heard he's pretty good. Rebounded nicely last season after missing an entire season. Yeah, absolutely. And then backup is Jacoby Brissett. Brissett. If you you have any care about him. Uh, Running backs, a whole slew of guys there. Uh, Marlon Mack leading the way. Naheem Hines. Jordan Wilkins, Spencer Ware. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. And then we've got our wide receivers, uh, T.Y. Hilton, Deion Kane, Paris Campbell, Ashton Doolin, uh, Devin Funches. Yeah, you're really bearing the lead on, uh, lead on some of these guys. Yes. Funches gets fifth billing. Chester oh, Rogers, damn. Zach Pascal. Bunch of folks. Bunch of folks. 
And then tight ends, it's really the juicy. only two that we need to know about is Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle. And Mo Alley Cox. You say his name. All That's right. That's a fun and name to say. Mo Alley Cox. All right. Perfect. You got me there. <laughs> All right. So. Okay. I want, I want to freeze this moment in time and put this in a time capsule that I can revisit every year on this date. We're getting into our regression candidates for the Indianapolis Colts. And not only do we agree on who this player is, but I need you, I have to hear you say his name. Who's your regression candidate, Dustin? I will say it. It's Eric Ebron. Yes! Just, 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 I'm, just. I'm sure we have them as regression candidates for different reasons. I probably... <laughs> But uh, I have him in as, as a regression candidate uh, only because he had such an outlier season last year. He was hyper-efficient, uh, you know, all the touchdown red zone catches. He actually ran two in, almost threw for one. Wow, I mean, he ran two in? I didn't even yeah, realize that. Yeah, he had that. two rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, Jesus, uh, I just don't think he's going to score as many touchdowns. You know, Jack Doyle will be coming back healthy. So um, Jack Jets, see, back. Ooh, I like that. Yep. Uh so just naturally, there's going to be regression. I still think he's going to be a top 12, top 10 tight end. But um, just naturally, I think the, um, you know, Jack Doyle is going to eat into some of that. I still think Ebron will be the feature tight end there. Okay. Uh, I just, you know, just naturally going to be some regression. Okay. I, I don't care how you got there. I'm just happy that you got there. As the resident Eric Ebron dude, it warms the cockles of my heart. That he is your regression candidate. I second everything that you said. Jack Doyle especially is a concern. Devin Funches is also a concern for me. Just saying. Big dudes. There's getting to be too many of them there. And yes. uh, he's not going to be able to feast like he did last year. True story. So, speaking of Funches, mm-hmm. he is my up-and-coming player. And why Colts. is that? Well, it's mostly because of what he did last year. or Or really didn't do last year. So, in terms of regression, from 2017 to 2018, Devin Funches just fell off the cliff. And a lot of that is because he missed some time. True. He had some injury issues, um, but halved his touchdowns, uh, came close to halving his yardage, um, had plenty of targets, just couldn't do a ton in, in the red zone. It was unfortunate, and it was a lot to blame on Cam Newton. Talked about him a lot last year. We did. Or last episode. Last year, probably, too. Um, he had the shoulder issues. Funches suffered because of it. End of story. He'll be better. Not great. But he'll be better with uh, Indy. All right. My up-and-coming player. Uh, I know it kind of feels like a softball. But, uh... Mm. No? You don't think so? No. Uh, I have Marlon Mack. Uh, he had a, a very productive season last year. Um, I'm expecting him to take another step this year. Uh, the offense started off very slow for the first, you know, six games of the season or so, um, as Andrew Luck was getting back into form. Uh, but once you know Andrew Luck started slinging the ball around more, getting more comfortable with the offense, uh, that's when you saw Marlon Mack kind of take that next step, and his production actually increased at that point. You would think it would be the opposite that. If they were throwing more, he would get less looks. But 
in fact, their offense was slinging around so well that he actually had better production after Andrew Luck um, returned to form. And with a full season this year, uh, he was a rookie last year. He was no. He, he was, was a, a sophomore last year. I take year. that back. I apologize. But Marlon to, Mack. to be fair to you, he started exactly zero games in his first year. So, it it he was yes. the featured guy for the yes. first time last yes. year. Uh, and now just a full season under his belt. That way, I expect him only to improve where he's going to finish this year. Okay. Can we keep the good times rolling with Mack? Yeah. Here for a second. Yeah, absolutely. As I have him listed as my question mark. You do. On the Colts. And it comes down to two things. One, his receptions. Mm-hmm. Which are concerning. Very concerning. He saw fewer targets this last year than he did the year prior without Andrew Luck there. He only saw Could 26. Could be a function of the quarterback, though? Say 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 that again. Is that a function of the quarterback? Yes, because Andrew Luck is a good quarterback and doesn't need to dump off to his running backs sure. all the time. Very he true. can sling the ball downfield, as opposed to the year prior where they were forced to dump off a lot, and by necessity, he got a lot of targets. As you mentioned with Andrew Luck, once he did get into form, yes, he saw a lot more uh, all-around production, but his reception numbers took a massive dive in the last six games of the season so kind of that nice cutoff mark where luck was really coming into his Mm -hmm. own he never had let me phrase it this way in his first game with that he got two receptions for 11 yards his next one he got one reception for six yards his next one gooses his next one one reception for 10 yards then one reception for four yards then somehow three receptions for negative one yards it's hard to trust a running back in in our preferred format, which mm-hmm. is PPR, that just doesn't get a ton of looks. So that's my question. I think he can get a crap ton of rushing yards and rack them up, but I'm nervous if the guy doesn't catch passes. I think he's going to get more touchdowns, though, this year. Like I said, Ebron ran in two, mm-hmm. which probably should have been Mac. Uh you know, I just I, I you not worry about Spencer Ware there on the goal line. No, I'm not Spencer Ware. I wouldn't be surprised if he is cut before the season starts. Ooh, that's spicy. That's a sour take. That's what that is. <laughs> it's gotten into your system already. Uh, okay, so he had nine rushing touchdowns last year. Over under eleven. Over. Over eleven touchdowns. Yep. All right. Well, that settles that. That settles that. All right, and then uh, anything else you want to add about Marlon Mack? Nope. Um, my question mark is Paris Campbell. Uh, I really wonder. He he's being drafted very highly this year. Yeah. In rookie drafts, for good reason. He's got lots of talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question is, how much is he going to be used? Traditionally, you know, Andrew Luck supports one wide receiver, where he kind of funnels the targets to. I know last year with Ebron and you know Ty, that was. You know, big, big chunk of the offense right there between those two. Uh, you know, if people are expecting Devin Funches to have an impact this year, which I am, as you just alluded to, not even alluded, you said straight out. I did. He's I just have said a great it. year. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so you have Funches in there. Jack Doyle's going to get his looks. Uh, 
So that would leave Paris Campbell probably fifth. Not even talking about uh, any of the running backs. Deion Kane is, you know, big camp guy. Right. A lot of hype around him. Who knows? Yeah. So I just, um, I don't see it for this year necessarily. Uh, I like him long term. Hmm. But this year, I think the hype is too much. And, you know, I just question if he's going to find his niche in the offense this year. I think I'll have his niche, but it concerns me already that the coaching staff talked about him being more of a gadget guy. Like, we'll get him out there in special situations. That's not what you want to hear when Mm -hmm. you're drafting the guy. Absolutely not. To be your wide receiver. Unless you get, you know, returns for punts and whatnot. Who Mm -hmm. knows? Maybe then he can be something. I agree. So let's move on to the worst in the league. Yes. Well, not in the league. But pretty close, I think, last year, right? In the division. The Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. So depth chart time. Uh, Nick Foles, newly signed Jaguar quarterback. Massively signed. Yes. Really, he's the only one we care about there. Everyone else doesn't matter. Suck an egg, every other quarterback. And then for running backs, we got Leonard Fournette, Alfred Blue. My boy Blue! Raquel Armstead. Thomas Rawls. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. That's what it's shown on their webpage. All right. I, I only cool. go with the information I have. <laughs> and uh, Benny Cunningham. That's really it. We don't care about anyone else. God, no. Wide receivers. Uh, we got DJ Chark. Keelan Cole. Marquise Lee. Terrell Pryor. Dee Dee Westbrook. So many people. And some other guys that we don't care about. Ugh. And then... Uh, Tight ends, Jeff Swaim, James O'Shaughnessy. Yeah. Josh Oliver. O'Shaughnessy, as I will call him uh, from That's now about out. it for there, for the yeah. tight ends. Sound good? Uh, well, no. Well, it's, it's, it's something. <laughs> it sounds it's something. Yeah. All right. So, um, you want to start with a regression candidate? Sure. All right. Um, look, <laughs> when you're talking about... An offense that was pretty damn bad all around last year. It gets tough to find a regression candidate. But it seems to me that Leonard Fournette is not long for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Every indication is is saying that this is a last chance kind of situation. Some people have taken that to mean that this will by default, be a breakout for him or a re-emergence for him. I actually am one of those people. Yeah, so there you go. You can you can tell me what you see that I don't because all I see is injuries, 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 a major attitudinal issue with the ingrained coaching staff and ownership. I see a very talented running back that was drafted that could take over for him pretty quickly in Raquel Armstead. I see a dude in Alfred Blue who is a little better than people give him credit for. Even me, going back to look at he's what a he solid does, backup. he's very solid. For an offense like this, I think with Nick Foles, it could be interesting. I don't, I don't know what it's going to look like this offense in general. What I do know is there are so many red flags with Leonard Fournette that I will have zero shares of him in 2019. Don't like it. I understand where you're coming from, but I disagree. I wanted to do a spit take so bad, but <laughs> I would never do that to our equipment. Why yeah. do you disagree with that? Um, 
I think for basically the opposite of all the reasons you just said. <laughs> so, he's incredibly healthy. Um, no, he I, has a wonderful deal. attitude. So here's the deal. I think last year, you know, he's been put on notice at this point. And he is coming up to the end of his rookie contract. Mm-hmm. So say Jacksonville doesn't want to resign him after this year. He still needs to put out a good showing this year to get a contract somewhere else, especially with this phenomenal 2020 class that's coming along. Um, so if he wants any sort of decent second contract, he needs to perform this year. So I think he's going to come in probably the best shape of his life. I know everyone's Ugh. in the best shape of their life this time of year. I think he's he's going to stay healthy. Ankles be damned. Hamstrings be damned as well. He's going to, you know, not have the piss poor attitude. I think he's just going to come in. I don't think do he can flip a switch like that, though. Can you with think, the attitude? I think he's just going to come in and keep his mouth shut and just do his job. All right. Uh, Nick Foles is going to help open up the offense because let's be honest, Ew. nobody was scared of Bortles. So I think Foles is going to help open things up a little bit. Not saying it's going to be some world beater offense, but I think that's going to open it up. You know, keep less men in the box. Because they actually have to account for. Sorry, I know you just wanted to gloss over that, but Less Man in the Box is definitely the name of somebody's sex tape. <laughs> definitely. Um, so it's going to open it up, you know, for Fournette. So that's why I disagree. All right. You're wrong, but all right. <laughs> so who, if anybody, do you see taking a step back in Jacksonville? As you said, it's hard to pick anyone. I don't have anyone listed here for a regression candidate because. I don't know how this offense could really be worse than it was. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I mean, I mean, when you look at it, you know, the running backs last year underperformed. Bortles is no longer there. Uh, the tight ends were garbage. Wide receivers didn't do anything because Bortles was there. <laughs> it's hard to say. Hey, don't good. put that all on Bortles. Allen Robinson had a 1,400-yard season with Blake Bortles. Like a 1,000 years ago. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so it's I just don't have a regression candidate because I just don't see how this offense could be worse. That's when right. I'm looking at the players on the team, I'm just like, no, I don't see this player. I don't see anybody regressing worse than they were last year. So while I'm sure there's going to be someone, I just yeah. I don't I can't pick one. Like maybe it's one of the re- wide receivers, but right, well, I, I don't know. exactly. Okay, how exactly? <laughs> so uh, kind of a cop out, I suppose, but I'm sticking to it. I think they're Stick all going to improve. Out. Ah. All right. All right. Up and coming players. Yeah. We well, it has to be the wide receivers, I think, by default. Um, although I, I do also like uh, the uh, tight end that they just drafted. I like Josh Oliver. Um, stuff to predict with a rookie tight end season, what that would look like. I thought about putting him in there. I'm taking my chances in this wide receiver lottery of Jacksonville, if if we can call it that, um, on Marquise Lee. So Marquise Lee was out all of last year. It was forced to have this kind of hodgepodge of dudes there. We know Allen Robinson had departed, and it wasn't good. It didn't look good. Marquise Lee has never been amazing uh, as a player, but he's always been pretty solid or at least um, for the last couple of years before his injury, he, he was starting to look like the guy after Robinson, you know, that would take that step. Um, he got injured early enough last year where he should be fully recovered, and that shouldn't be much of an issue. There was a little bit of chatter about him coming in late to camp, I think, at one time, but that's pretty much died down. Um, I think it, it almost just has to be him. I don't 
love D.D. Westbrook. I don't love Keelan Cole. Um, I don't even love Marquise Lee, but if I had to take a guy and pluck him out of that as, hey, this should be your default number one, I think it's Marquise Lee. All right. I know that you disagree. I do. Um, not that I really disagree, but I, I have a different player for um, my up-and-coming. And I'm going to steal this from another podcast I heard. You're going to hate you You're going to hate that I do this because it's going to get a worm into your head. Oh, I don't like that. But uh, my up-and-coming player is... DJ Chark. Fuck you. God, I hate you so much. I hate you and I hate whoever came up with that first. I mean, I hate you more for stealing it, but still. I gave, you know, I gave a disclaimer. All right. It wasn't a good enough disclaimer. So plug the old ears. All right. So I have DJ Chark. Why I think he's up and coming. He was injured last year for, I think he was out for like six games, I want to say. Sure. Um, five or six games, something like that. Um, you know, he had pretty high draft capital. I believe he was drafted in the second round. He was 61st <laughs> overall. Um, you know, he's a big target, 6'4. Uh, you know, I think just being injured, you know, obviously that hurt him and his stats. Um, in your rookie year, play. that's tough to and come it's back. It's a rookie year. So, um, you know, he has high draft capital. So I think he's going to, you know, get every opportunity to prove himself and get ingrained in the offense this year. So I only see things going up, up, up for him. All right. Really nowhere to go but out for him. Correct. So I, I think that's fair. Correct. It's totally fair. So question marks. Who you got? Yeah. Well, we talked about. Him a I mean, bit. we have to narrow it down. We could probably just say the whole team is one big question mark at this point. But Jacksonville. Yes. The city. Well, <laughs> it's I wouldn't go that far. I've never been there. It could be a lovely place. I don't know. But judging from their football squad, it is rough currently. Nick Foles is my question mark. There's a lot to be determined yet about who Nick Foles is as a quarterback, both real football and mm-hmm. fantasy football. Absolutely. For fantasy football, he has not been good. He was the savior of Philly, um, but he was not the savior of anybody's fantasy team. He routinely puts up poor numbers on a per-game basis. And I know it's because, like, well, he starts, like, six games. Yes, but in those six games, he's not great. And maybe the argument is he doesn't have time to be great because he doesn't have time to play with the first-string offense. You know, it's it was Wentz's team, and he got shoved in. Fine, but really good backup quarterbacks can go in and excel. Nick Foles did that for real football. He didn't do it for fantasy. So does he become more fantasy-focused in Jacksonville? He doesn't have better weapons than he did with the Eagles, I don't think. Um, I think that's fairly obvious. Mm -hmm. And I I just don't know what he can do with, with the offense under his helm. So big old question mark. I'm avoiding him like the plague. Not even a streamer for me right now. I agree. I Maybe a good number two in a super flex league, but yeah. that would be about it. I mean, I, I'm 100% with you there. No arguments. But who knows? Maybe he surprises. Yeah, absolutely. Could be a thing. Could bring some of that Philly magic down to Jacksonville. Ooh, sprinkle a little dust. Yeah. That's right. Who is your question? My question mark is the tight end room in Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, as we said, there's just a bunch of guys. Um Who's going to end up being the starter? 
who knows at this point? Question mark. We don't know. Who does know? Uh, Not me. No one. I don't think the team knows at this point who their starter is. You know, could it be the rookie Josh Oliver? Possibly. You know, it's just hard to say. I, I honestly have no clue who's going to um, be the starter. It's just one of those deals we have to wait to see in the preseason. And then maybe at that point, you know, chances are they're on your waiver wire. So just go ahead and, you know, pick them up at that time as a dart throw that maybe Foles will have to dump the ball off a lot and it'll happen to be the tight end. Maybe have a few fantasy relevant weeks for you. That's good advice. But Don't uh, draft any of yes, them. Yes. Wait it out. Anything else with the Jaguars? No, sir. All right. Next, the Houston Texans. Now we're back to fantasy relevance. Yes. All sorts of it. So, depth chart time. Uh, QBs, Deshaun Watson, Mm. AJ Mm. McCarron. Mm. But really, we don't care about anyone else. Just Deshaun Watson. He good. He good, but he doesn't get injured. Yes. Good to know his backup. And then for running backs, we've got Lamar Miller and Deonta Foreman. The Lamar Miller. The Lamar Miller. Just good old steady, always there for you, Lamar Miller. <laughs> uh, and that's really it for running backs. A fantasy note. For now. For now. I think that's a very fluid situation. Somebody else could become running yes, back. Yes, yeah. could be. And then wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins. Will Fuller, the fifth. Kiki Kuti. Kiki. Um, anyone else we need to discuss wide receivers? I don't think so. Nah. And then tight ends. Um, kind of a group like in Jacksonville. Yeah, just a bunch of mushy. guys. Um, you got Jordan Thomas. Um, the other Jordan. Jordan. Atkins. Yeah. Kahali Waring is interesting yeah, as their rookie as the rookie. Yeah. Um, but really, that's it. Darren Again, Fells nothing is there. Nothing really exciting at this point. So, um, again, pick Ugh. your poison. So, woof. <laughs> yes, woof indeed. Texans, your tight end situation. Woof. All right. And then, um, Jake, why don't you start us off with your regression candidate? I would love to. Start us off with William Fuller, the fifth. Um, I don't like him (laughs) as a fantasy player. Um, The deal with Will Fuller is twofold. One, he's going to be injured a fair amount. Correct. Um, Which is fine to an extent. You can deal with that because then you can shove him onto your bench. The deal in years past with Will Fuller is, well, you play him when he's healthy... And then he's good for you. And he's hyper-efficient. And, and when he's injured, well, you don't play him. So, great. We saw that notion really put to the test last year with Kiki QT coming into the mix. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it wasn't just Will Fuller catching, first of all, an outrageous number of touchdowns. Tyler Lockett in uh, touchdown uh, marks. I think he was even higher than that. Was he the pre-Lockett Lockett? I think he was, like the year before that. He was on pace for something like 50 touchdowns. It was crazy. It's wild. <laughs> um, obviously, completely unsustainable. I don't care what Tyler Lockett truthers say or Will Fuller truthers say. That's unsustainable. It's going to come down. And Kiki Kuti, as he goes into his second year, gets healthy. He's going to really be pushing him for a lot of those targets. So I don't expect Will Fuller to be super relevant for your team. 
this year. I really don't. All right. My regression candidate this year is Lamar Miller. What? I know. As I just, you know, gave him the old steady always there, Lamar yeah. Miller. Yeah. Steady Eddie. I think that changes this year. Unsteady Eddie? Unsteady. He will be steady, but not at the pace you've seen. Bad um, steady. Yes. Okay. So he finished last year as the running back 23. So low end RB2, which... Very usable. Very usable. Uh Here's the thing, though. Deonta Foreman, you know, had the injury. Mm-hmm. He's basically out the entire season. Um, now with a whole another off season to get healthy, rehab from that. Uh, I think he's going to eat into some of the touches. You know, I'm not saying that Deonta Foreman's going to take over the backfield. I feel like it's going to be more of a uh, running back Splitsies. by committee. Yeah, a little bit more split evenly. Um, this season so you know miller's another year older unfortunately as we all are this season <laughs> as we spin around <laughs> yeah. this crazy thing uh, called earth you know well he again will have you know probably very consistent production week to week i just see his um totals going down this season Ugh. so he's not frank gore part two is what you're saying no fine i know I don't think anybody really wanted that. Let's be honest. All right. Um, up, up and coming. Yeah. Agree here. Look at this. I know. Look at this joy and uh, melding of opinions. Yes. Kiki Cutie. Yes. He's our guy. Love He's him. our dude. Why? Why is, why is he our guy? Because I think, you know, as you said, in the games he played last year, and I know he was injured. Yes. He had the old hamstring issue. You know, the games he played, he was hyper-targeted by Deshaun Watson. Uh, and they weren't just the long bombs like Will Fuller was getting. These were actually, like, real good, like, receptions. Um, you know, I think it was the first game of the season, if I remember correctly, he had, like, 12 receptions. Like, set a rookie record. Um, that's pretty That's pretty wild. Uh, 11 receptions. 11. Yeah. Damn it. You were so, so close. close. You were. But I'm not going to give it to you. All right. <laughs> no, um, that's impressive. So in, in his first game, you know, yep. it's not like this was end of season where he got some comfort in the offense or not. This was the first game out of the gate, 11 receptions. His uh, first game, we should yeah, say. Yes, not his first not the overall first game. But, um, you know, he was, it was unfortunate. He got hurt. Yeah. And that just kind of derailed his season. I think, you know, you probably would have seen something pretty special had he stayed healthy the entire season. So what do you think? Uh, I mean, yes. A thousand times, yes. Um, you know, it's really interesting in that game you're talking about versus uh, Indy. He was targeted more often than DeAndre Hopkins. And uh, turns out that wasn't the only time that happened all year. It happened again against Washington. It came close to happening again against Dallas. He is a playmaker. And Are you saying he's going to be better than Desh- What's his name? Hopkins. The name that you can't get out yes. of your mouth hole? I know. Uh, yeah, 100%. Mark it down. Okay. No. Okay. God, no. <laughs> um, but he will be a fantastic compliment. Yes. I agree. To DeAndre Hopkins. I agree. And until they can figure out their tight end situation, it will probably come down to a lot of him uh, being used. So, yeah, fire him the hell up, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and then question marks. Again, we agree. Look at this shit. Just mind-melding here. It's amazing. Damn. Uh, So we both have the running backs as the question marks. 
Yeah. So since I started with Kiki, why don't you start this time with the running backs? Sure. And you already talked a little bit about this with Lamar Miller and the Deonta Foreman question. Mm-hmm. What is he? Who is he going to be this year? How healthy is he? Are they going to utilize a split backfield? Is one of them going to be more of the pass catching option? I don't know. I don't know. I wish I could say, I don't even have an argument. I don't have a statistical argument one way or the other for these guys about who could be the better fantasy option or if either of them will be a decent fantasy Mm -hmm. option. I don't know. And it really bums me out. It's going to come down to when we finally start to see Foreman in action a little bit more. Exactly. That'll help. But right now, man, it's... Rough. I think if we see him in the preseason and he really pops and he gets some work with the ones during the preseason games, I think that's going to be very telling for what we can see come the regular season. But would that tell you if that happens? Would that tell you that there's a leapfrog situation or no, just no, that no. it's a I split? I think it'll be more of a split. Okay. But the fact that he would actually get work with the ones in the preseason, I think would be a very telling stat. Fair enough. All right. And then we will round out our discussion today with the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. I want to talk about them less than I wanted to talk about the Jaguars, which is a little concerning. That is. So, way to end on a high note here, man. You created this show, Doc. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, okay. for the QBs, yeah. we've got Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannenhill. Indeed. Running backs... We have Derrick Henry, Deion Lewis, Alex Barnes. Alex Barnes. Yeah, got to talk about him. That's basically it that we care about. And then for the wide receivers, we've got Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, A.J. Brown, Tajay Sharp. Yeah, he's still a thing. Taewon Taylor. <laughs> he's there. He's still a thing. Yep. Uh, that's They're pretty all much it. still there. Yep. And then tight ends, we got uh, Delaney Walker and Janu Smith. The glued together bones of Delaney Walker. Um, that's pretty much it as far as fantasy relevant players for their team. We use that term pretty lightly, I think. In yes. this case, yes. fantasy relevant. Yes. Will you tell me who you think is going to be even less fantasy relevant this year? Yeah, so my regression candidate is Dion Lewis. Yeah. And here's why. <laughs> I think at, I know everyone's been saying this for like the last three years. It was the end of the season. We finally saw Derrick Henry do something and become fantasy relevant and take control of the offense. I think this is the year where it actually happens. Really? Yes. Uh, I think um, you saw a definite shift. He, um, during the bye week, Mm-hmm. He had a talk with um, Eddie George. Oh, so that means and, he's going to get some of that George af- fusion. No, after that conversation he had after the bye week, yeah. he came out and was highly productive. Um, I think, you know, he admitted he was trying to hit the home run, do too much with the ball. Uh, he's never going to be your, you know, number one running back on your team or he shouldn't be <laughs> because because he's very limited with his upside in catching the ball yep um, 
but I still think he's going to have um, a better season than Dion Lewis. I think this is the year where he takes control of that backfield. And plus, they drafted Alex Barnes, who also, I think, will get a lot of play this year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree I with you, you on some... You, you disagree? I agree with you to a point on this. I will take one point. Uh, <laughs> mark it down. Yeah, he he was good for those few weeks for your playoff weeks which is great for fantasy yeah. football of course you'll love it when they and obviously when they you're not in the big see that show 250 yard five touchdown week like that was an anomaly yeah but he was much more consistent the second half of the year he was he still relied a lot of his season's production still came on those really fluky long runs right just like the year before the year before we were talking Absolutely. about how a lot of it happens because it was garbage time, and he happened to break a tackle, and the defense had given up, and so he scored. Mm-hmm. So the things that you're saying are the things that we were saying leading into 2018, where we thought, oh, look at how he came on hot at the end of that year. Look at how he, look at how he did that. He did that to a, a more extreme this year, where he really hit it. Last, the year prior, he kind of hit it, and then he fizzled again. This year, he did keep it up all the way through, basically, uh, the last game. I still don't like this offense, this offense, excuse me, like in general. <laughs> I just hate this mm-hmm. offense. I still don't know what it is. We don't know what it looks like with a health, healthy Mariota, or even if Mariota stays the quarterback. We didn't see what Mike Vrabel gets to do with a really healthy uh, team. Um, they have a new offensive coordinator this year. Again. Again, it's it's... It's just right. not good, and I don't trust that Derrick Henry can keep up that level of production that he showed at the end. So I guess overall season, I'm not saying he's going to regress from what his total was last year, but I'm saying he's definitely going to regress from what you saw with recency bias in those last few games. I don't think that's close to sustainable for him. I think he'll take a, a hefty dive down. All right. So, up-and-coming players. Yeah, how... How gross is is this segment? Can we skip it? <laughs> Can we just move past it? Who, who Why don't you dare start? you? Why don't you uh, start? Yeah, make me do the dirty work. All right. I will. I will piggyback off what you say. How oh. about that? Fine, man. You're 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 stealing songs now. You're stealing my mojo, my momentum. You're being a real Derrick Henry about this, man. Well, all right. So, my up-and-coming player, by default, fingers crossed as I say this, is Marcus Mariota. Okay. But, (laughs) I don't know that you're going to love my transition for you to piggyback. I don't think a lot of it has to do with him throwing substantially better. I think it has to do with him being, finally, well and healthy enough to get back to those rushing numbers that we saw earlier in his career that made him such a a more steady uh, fantasy quarterback. His freshman freshman year, sure. Also known as the rookie year. (laughs) (laughs) His rookie year in the professional sports football world, um, he was great. He, uh, for a rookie, he was really, really solid. And a lot of that came from his rushing production. You saw how just... Ugh, he just looked bad. He didn't look 
Right. It looked like he was very clearly playing through a lot of shit that he probably oh, shouldn't have been playing through. It's just been brutal. So give him an off uh, an off season to really get right and light a little fire under him with Tannehill. Mm-hmm. I know he's not a world beater, but he was a starting quarterback right. last year. And he did win games. So you bring him he on. Got the Dolphins to the playoffs. Maybe that's that Flacco boost <laughs> yeah. or that Alex Smith boost from yep. the year before where yeah, it's absolutely. like, hey, yeah, your job's not safe. Mm-hmm. Fucking play for it. But it hurts me to say. I know. So what, what What? can you say that is better, hopefully, about these receivers? Well, my up-and-coming players is the wide receiver core in general. Uh, you know, they've indraf- invested high draft capital over the last few years in getting these wide receivers. You have Corey Davis going into his third year now. Uh, a lot of hype around him. Oh, he yeah. actually improved quite a bit last year. Uh, he had a very quiet, like, 850-yard season, which I was shocked by. I, yep. I had no idea he had that many yards until I looked it up. I was like, oh, he did better than I really thought because I am not a truther for Corey Davis. I will sure. admit it. So um, they picked up Adam Humphreys in the offseason, signed with them. He's oh, a yeah. young, exciting wide receiver. They picked up, um, you know, one of the better wide receivers in the draft this year, some would even argue like the best or second best option. Yes, absolutely. In the group. Absolutely. So, you know, this is the most talented group that Mariota has had to work with since he's been there. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> uh, and, and they're all very young. And so if they can come together and get on the same page with Mariota, and like you were saying, if Mariota can actually stay healthy... Um, I think, it, you know, it's going to be a surprise group. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I think that's a nice way of putting it because I don't actually... I don't think I anyone don't has a expect. lot of high expectations. So hopefully but, a pleasant surprise exactly. is what you're in for. The one thing that concerns me a little bit is just what his target share will possibly mm-hmm. look like for any of those guys. It's right. like Delaney Walker's back and he was a fucking target He's hog when he was there. Yeah. Who knows if that is the same because he is hobbled himself. A lot of just injury issues in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Get mm-hmm. some better trainers. Get some better athletic staff, you guys. No doubt. For fuck's sake. All right. Well, let's yeah, keep keep transitioning here right yes. into to this the quarterback trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Question marks. Um, I have Mariota as my question mark, and you know, for some of the reasons you already touched on, you know, the big thing is can he stay healthy? You know, he's been injured for the last few seasons. I don't think he's played a complete 16 games since he's came into the league, you know, so it's, you know, he, he basically couldn't feel his hand for like half the season. He had that nerve injury yeah. as you a know. quarterback. That's yeah. somewhat relevant, you know, so, so can he stay healthy? That's the big question mark. Can he actually stay healthy and kind of get back to that form that we saw before and kind of live up to some of that hype that, you know, he was having, you know, coming into the NFL and then again, um, as we said, you know, he's on another new offensive coordinator. This is like three in like four years or something like that. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. you know, that's just a lot of change with the playbook and, and everything. Um, if that was me, I'd be like, fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> I ain't learning this again. So that's why I have him as my question mark. And and really the offense is going to, you know, run through him. If he plays well, the offense should be improved. You know, hopefully they're winning more games. So we'll see. Who do you have for your uh, question mark? Uh, 
it's it's old man river it's old man delaney walker um who might fucking legitimately need a walker at this point i don't know it's going to be something (laughs) to determine who he is i think he's the biggest um sort of crux of this team Mm -hmm. honestly and a lot of how this season uh rolls out for them is going to be determined by whether delaney walker can get his shit together in the four years before last when he got injured he didn't see fewer than 100 targets Mm -hmm. he just didn't lights out he, I mean, he had 133 targets at one point in the season. He was putting up Travis Kelsey yeah. numbers, basically. Oh, he was my favorite late-round uh, tight end to go after. Yeah, he was always undervalued. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's definitely being undervalued this year. Absolutely. He's undrafted, essentially. Um, even in some of the deeper leagues I've seen, people just want to stay away from Delaney Walker. And I don't begrudge that because when you're that old and you have that kind of injury... It's tough to trust. It is. And and you know he's got a year, maybe two at the most left at this point. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, so in Dynasty Leagues, though, I'm throwing a super, super cheap offer out there to see if I can snake him for the yeah. year. But it's, uh, who knows? Do the wide receivers overtake him? Are they right. finally good enough now? Do they have a good enough group to where it's like, well, we don't need Walker anymore? Well, and you'd like to say that John U. Smith, you know you know was supposed to take that step forward last year in his absence yeah. he yeah. really didn't it wasn't because he was young and inexperienced. a lot on his plate at that point um, all of a sudden yeah or is he just not as good as you know we in the fantasy community expect him to be hard to say so that yeah, yeah I, that's why I, I happen to agree with you that you know delaney walker is kind of the question mark like does he return to form does john U. smith you know improve you know what's going to happen there he is the cog in this machine for them this year. He is he is the tomato slice on their sandwich. It all comes together with him. No? No tomato fan? That's a terrible analogy. I think it's an amazing... I think it makes me want a second dinner. <laughs> all right. Maybe I have a tapeworm. <laughs> let's move into... Yes, let's please move on. our season record, our very valuable yes. Uh, yes. stone cold locked in season record predictions are yes. here. So why don't you lead us off? How do you see this, this division shaking out? All right. So um, I've got the Colts and the te- Texans uh, tied at the top of the division, 11 and 5. And then I have the Jags at 9 and 7. And I have the Titans at 5 and 11. Ooh. Yes. So, really, a lot of question marks here. Yes. For you. Yeah. I just looking yeah. at the schedule. I just, yeah. you know, I'm probably down on them a little more than I should be. But no. you know, looking at the <laughs> schedule, I'm just like, I just don't see a lot of wins. I don't think I don't think you're too down on them at all. <laughs> I think you're about just right. Um, in fact, I, I tend to agree with you. I have the Colts at twelve and four. I think they will basically dominate. Um, it's always tough. I did this last week with the Saints. It's like it's always tough to be like, yep, they're going to be 15 and 1. Right. But you look at their team and it sometimes makes me feel like they could be. They, it very well could be. I but mean, a more reasonable yes, projection exactly. here would be 12 and 4. So trying to keep it under There's always those surprise losses that you don't expect. For sure. Slow starts, whatever. Um, Texans, I also have uh, locked in a 11 5. They're just too good to project much lower than that. Mm-hmm. Jaguars. I flip-flopped. I got seven and nine there. I don't... The new quarterback situation, and he's just not that proven for me. It all worries me. 
And Titans, I have 6-9 and a tie. I have 6-9 and 1. Ooh, I can't wait to see the other team yeah. that we actually have as a tie. You'll have to wait! <laughs> That's how you reel them in. That's right. Promises of a That's tie. Right. It's called foreshadowing. Ooh. Foreshadowing. Okay. Shadowing. Okay. Anything All else right. you want to no, lay think, on these people? I think we just plug, plug our... Uh, podcast here just plug it away yeah you know give us a rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts if you're allowed to do that yeah you know. what's up with this horse shit no reviews stuff i know you guys listen i've heard from some of you leave yes. us that damn review yeah we appreciate it's not that hard it. well well actually <laughs> if it's a good one or a bad one if it's yep. like a legitimate review we'll we'll read it on the podcast yeah be legitimate don't, don't be care. a dick about it yeah um you know so check us out on twitter our podcast handle is at Drinking Fantasy. You can find me, your host, Dustin, at FF Dusty Dog. And you can find my other host here, Jake. At Jake Trowbridge. Um, hit us up. Mailbag questions. We're always open to answer your mailbag questions. Um, you know, DM us any of the handles we just told you on Twitter. Drop us a line at our website at www.drinkingandtalkingff.com We have a submission page where you can submit questions. Feel yeah. free to hit us up there if you want to ask us a question. Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, nope. Nope. All right. Well, that was another great episode. Uh, next yeah, week. let's pat ourselves on the back. Yeah. Why not? We did it. Next week is the NFC East, um, which has a little bit more fantasy relevance. Some more intrigue. Yes. Yeah. So um, and a special treat. Let's talk about the special treat. We're gonna do our first ever mini episode. Um, I don't want to give away too much for that. Should we give away? I don't want to give away the farm. No. But it's gonna be fun. It's a special extra. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be nice. So So keep your eyes peeled for that. Tune in for that. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So until next time, keep on drinking and talking fantasy football. Yes, sir. Cheers, FFers. Peace.